in the Southside Pod. My name is Chris Lanuti, bellying up to my nine-foot homemade oak bar. Pour yourself a cold one as we sit in the basement on the south side of Chicago and cover everything in the area that matters most to you. My buddy Bill sitting here at the nine-foot homemade oak bar. Mike plays the acoustic guitar. Hannah pops in from time to time to help us out. How long before the kids start calling this the SSP? The SSP? Yeah. I actually already like code everything in the computer when I'm recording at SSP. <laughs> so, okay. Yeah. So you're the kid. You down with you're, SSP? You're, yeah, 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 you, you know, know me. me. Yeah, exactly. Um, so speaking of the kids... Like the snow falls, right? Yes. And I go, uh, here's how this is going to work. You guys have like service hours for school, right? You're talking, here's where they, I put the can get yeah, goods. Right. <laughs> so, I'm like, you guys, you guys have service hours, right? And I'm like, yeah. I'm like, you know, snow shoveling counts. And you're like, yeah. Nice. I'm like, yeah. So stay in front of it. So what I did is I made them think that I was helping them by telling them that every two hours go out there and shovel. You're a terrible person. But instead they were working nonstop in shifts. So our walk was always clear throughout the blizzard. Like, they're coming in. The snow's caked to their faces. Nice. I'm like, how's it going out there? And my daughter's like, good. Dominic, it's your turn now. And he takes the shovel and walks out to the mine to go do some work right, for a yeah, couple right. hours. Like, it's amazing. When your kids you get running older, on, like wait a, till you pull this stuff like when you're your kids You're running like an, uh, basically an outdoor sweatshop. Right. A, a snow sweatshop. <laughs> a snow shop. An Arctic sweatshop. <laughs> That's what you're running. For children. That's Southside, dude. Southside. there is not a bunch of high school kids those are not adults those are kids that are middle school age that are playing in a rock band and they do it at a school in palest heights on the south side of chicago and joining me from westgate music dave kohut good friend of mine uh gonna be first time here on south side pod dave how are you bud I'm great. How are you this morning? Dude, I'm, I'm rocking to your band. My son takes lessons with Dave. He's he's learning guitar. My nephew, he's in that band. And that's really how I found out about this. You know, I think when I was a kid, you went, you learned music from the music teacher at your, at your grammar school. And maybe you took guitar lessons from some guy around the corner. You teach everything over there and you give these kids an opportunity once they get good enough, you help them form a band. So I have been taking... As you know, I've been taking guitar lessons and playing guitar for a very long time. Um, when I 
was a kid, uh, I took private lessons, but if I was going to join a band or anything, I would have to kind of form it on my own with, you know, kids from the neighborhood, kids from the high school, whatever. Um, you know, but we never actually had a coach. We just got in the garage and kind of fit or got in the basement and kind of figured it out. I ended up, after I graduated college, I ended up becoming a private guitar teacher and did so for a very long time. The places that I taught at didn't offer any kind of rock band classes. It was just, like you said, it was just private lessons. I spent some time teaching in the uh, public school districts, teaching things like band and orchestra and general music and things like that. Um, It wasn't really for me. So in 2015, I decided to go ahead and open up Westgate Music School in Palos Heights, Illinois. When I opened it, I wanted to make sure that we focused on not just private lessons, but that we also focused on uh, teaching kids how to play in groups with each other and giving them that experience uh, and then giving them that experience to uh, perform live in front of their friends and family, giving them the experience to have their music recorded and put on Spotify, iTunes, what, you know, whatever else have you. Yeah, it's just it was always a very important part of what I wanted to do when I opened up Westgate Music School. Uh, so we have myself, I teach guitar and all the string orchestra instruments, as well as all the rock band classes. And then uh, we have about a half a dozen other teachers uh, who work with us who teach a variety of other instruments, you know, woodwind and brass, drums and percussion, voice, piano, uh, you name it, we basically do it. You have instruments that say if you were just in a marching band that you would, if you have a kid that plays like a, a saxophone, like he can go in there. He, he can go, he can go play at Westgate and get private lessons there. And then you're also teaching guitar. You got ukulele. You do vocal lessons for kids that, that want to sing. And then if they're not only a singer, but they want to be in a band, eventually they get linked up to be part of a group. I, I think it's really amazing because it gives kids an opportunity to kind of to explore any kind of music that they want to be a part of. And you have all these different people that are helping you out in there. I've been inside the place. There, there's studios in there. There's there. It's, it's really kind of neat. You kind of walk in, it's kind of chill. You've been able to work. I would imagine through this whole pandemic, I know that you were doing the online classes. I don't know if you still, still offer those. And then you've, you've been able to even have an outdoor concert that was like in a parking lot so that you were able to still keep doing these things while you were going through this pandemic, right? Right. Well, so a lot of the things that we had to do for COVID um, you, starting last year, you sort of mentioned, I mean, one of the first things that we had to do was to transition everything we did to an online digital curriculum, which we have done. Uh, we have been giving lessons through Zoom, Skype, FaceTime, and for about three months there while everything was shut down, that was the only way that we were able to operate. That also required us to take a lot of our lesson plans, you know, like the, the songs or the lessons that we would give to the, the kids or the students to put in. A, we had to put it in a digital format and put it in a, like a cloud or a Google Drive that kids can access or students can access from their house to, to download to their own devices. So one of the things that we discovered that we didn't anticipate is that we would be getting a lot of online students signing up with us from out of state. We never really anticipated that. Uh, So it became a very important part of of how we were able to kind of stay afloat during COVID is that we were not only drawing from the local population here in the Southwest suburbs, but we were getting them from East Coast, West Coast, North, South, Canada, 
you know, wherever. So obviously when things open back up again, we still keep doing the online lessons for people who it works out better for, because there are certain families that the online lessons just work better. The, um, the online lessons, obviously, we kept for those who are out of town or out of state. And we've been sort of giving uh, our local students the option of either doing their lessons online or coming in person. And that's a huge thing, too, because when you get weather like this, if there's a snowstorm or if there's extreme cold like we're having this week, kids don't have to miss their lessons. That's why, by the way, I'm so used to saying Palos Heights, Illinois now, because, you know, I'll get a call and who knows where they're coming from. They could be from <laughs> up the street or they could be from Southern California. So I have to kind of specify that so they know, you know, that there's a time zone difference and things like that. So I want to ask you a question because of something I noticed with, with my son. And, and I heard this from my nephew as well. And both have taken lessons over there is that there was a point when they were learning to play the guitar. Both of them are learning how to play the guitar. Like you said, you do all these other instruments that, you basically asked them, what do you want to learn to play? And they both had very different like bands, music. Like I know my son, he wanted to learn how to play in the garage by Weezer. I think my, my nephew's in the eighties hard rock and you're just like, I could teach you anything you want. How, how important is that when you have a young person that is learning the basics and it's time for them to finally play a song to teach them something that they like rather than just give the, all these kids the same song. So it's really interesting to me because I get to find out a lot about what kids are listening to. They never cease to amaze me with their music selection. For example, if you would have told me that your nephew would have been so into Eddie Van Halen as he is right now, this is a, you know, a 12-year-old kid. It's really nice to see that, that so many kids are, are into not just what's coming out now, but great guitar players of, of the past. We get our rock bands that they come in and they're high school kids and they're like, hey, we want to learn how to play this song by Queen. Or, you know, one of them is working on Sailing Away from Sticks. You know, things from the 70s that these kids like to listen to. So it, 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 they never cease to amaze me with their their tastes in music. Give me the website so everybody knows where to check you out, how they can get uh, in touch with you if they want to look into not only taking lessons, but just see what you do if they're not sure which instrument they'd be most interested in. Sure. The website is westgatemusicschool.com. And you guys are over 127th and what? We're 127th and Ridgeland. We're in the Indian Trail Shopping Center. That's going to be the southwest corner of the intersection. Uh, we are in the same strip mall as Aurelio's Pizza, Ace Hardware, uh, X's and O's, Sports Bar. Yeah, I'm telling you, I, I, I dig it when uh, it's summertime and I can walk over to X's and O's while the guy uh, while the guy plays his guitar with you and I can get myself a cocktail. It's, a, it's not a bad deal. Uh, <laughs> there you go. There you go. Yeah, well, we've got, you know, we've, 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 got, some, you know, we've got some really great um, local businesses locally owned businesses right there in that uh, in that complex. I mean, the Ace is locally owned. Uh, the Aurelio's is locally owned. X's and O's is locally owned. You know, we definitely encourage all of our students and customers to go and support those businesses as well, especially like, you know, with this past year with COVID being so, uh, so hard on so many local businesses. You know, come check us out, westgatemusicschool.com. 
realize how dumb your dog is until you take him for a walk in the winter, like while there's snow on the ground. Okay. And Erica's like, get the dog out of the house. The dog wants you to go outside. put like booties on him or something. Oh, she has booties, but I won't put them on. She bought a matching sweater with matching booties for this Come dog. On. And I was like, and she yells at me. She goes, he'll be cold. I'm like, God gave him a coat. Yeah, right. Like, this is, he's not cold. And she's like, well, he needs booties. He doesn't need booties. Right. Like, People is, buy fur coats. Right. He has a fur coat. He's a descendant of wolves. He does not want to go out there in your booties and your sweater. <laughs> this is a terrible idea. By the way, when you ever introduce him to anyone, you should be like, this is my dog, Hunter, descendant of wolves. Yeah, exactly. My dog, Hunter, <laughs> descendant of wolves. Ruler of the backyard. Pisser of floors. <laughs> That's what he is. Oh, hell ye, Hunter. <laughs> <laughs> this idiot now walks along and like you don't realize what your dog like when your dog's walking during the summer and it's sniffing around you can at least say he's smelling other dogs he's sure. picking up a scent he's doing whatever now in the snow he's constantly got his nose in the yellow right. snow he walks right up to it and i go is this what you do right like this is what you do that's what he does like, i don't know you're that's doing this thing. in the summer but now in the winter you just shove your nose into the yellow snow like you get a good whiff of it what he does so weird is this what they all do like you've been a dog owner longer than i have you know what my dog did what uh we went out last Jumped night at me and he towered yeah. over me by three feet the other night <laughs> yeah, when i stopped over giant. he's nine months old and he's 110 pounds. Nine years and old. six feet tall. He jumped up, put both his paws on my shoulders, and looked down at me. It's stupidly big. I was like, big. oh, and he my knows God. He's big. He was, knows he's big. You got Clifford the Big Red Dog right. over at your house. <laughs> so my wife and I had a rare night out last night, uh, thanks to your daughter for babysitting. But yes. we uh, ended up yeah, playing. She loves playing the machine. She's a little bit of a gambling addict. And if you have a gambling problem, <laughs> please find help. Uh, <laughs> or go out with my wife. <laughs> She'll be happy to hang with you. But she won. Yeah. You know, it fueled her addiction even more. Like, <laughs> see, honey? You know. But she won like 130 bucks. Like she put twenty dollars in, she won 130. So she gets home, she puts the money on the counter, and she just texted me while we were talking about twenty minutes ago. Um, she sent me a picture that she's chasing money all over the house because my dog found all the money, which was like in ones and fives and tens. You know how you win in gambling. Right. And uh, um Or when you're and, dancing at the club. Oh yeah, either or right. whatever. Um but my dog <laughs> ate all the money. All of it. <laughs> she found like four bucks. And and uh, tomorrow, there'll tomorrow be Tomorrow I'll find more. <laughs> hopefully be, it's not chewed up. There'll be a dog up for sale on Craigslist. Oh, when I you'll clean be up on, the yard, you'll be on one of these Southside Facebook pages saying, does anybody want this dog? Right, no, I'm going to let him poop first so I get my money back. <laughs> then I'll sell him. Imagine, one day, out of nowhere, you need your car towed. Who are you going to call? You have no idea. Right, because none of us think about that until it actually happens. So I'm going to give you a name, Dreamers Towing and Recovery. Located in Evergreen Park, Illinois, they will tow your vehicle, locally or at a long distance, at a very affordable price. What happens when your car needs a jump start? Dreamers Towing and Recovery. What happens when you're locked out of your car? Dreamers Towing and Recovery. You got a junk car, you don't know how to get rid of it, and you just want to move along and get some cash? They buy your junk cars. Covering the EP and the surrounding south side of Chicago, Dreamers is there when you need them with 24-hour service. Call them, 773-410-4549. 773-410-4549. Turn a sudden nightmare into a dream with Dreamers Towing and Recovery. 
sitting down here at the Nine Foot Homemade Oak Bar and drinking a Manhattan because that's what he requested tonight. My favorite priest on the south side of Chicago. This is Father Paul Guzman. Father Paul is 10 years a U.S. Marshal who then became a registered nurse, who then became a parish priest, and also is a Navy Marine chaplain with the U.S. Armed Forces, has been deployed before. He was in Syria the last time and now getting ready for another deployment. And so you are the badass priest of the South Side and the official chaplain of the Broadcast Basement On Demand Radio Network. How are you, my friend? Hoorah! Yeah. We are good. You're good. We're good. The we're, we're getting ready. Priest. We're getting ready. I, I love when you're around. Now, we, we did a podcast for maybe about a year and a half, two years. We did something called Me and the Priest. And it just turned into me and you talking about booze. And, and what's wrong with that? And we, we like all the all the religious stuff went away. It is a spirit. After right. All. Exactly. <laughs> so so I was like, well, we're not going to do that show anymore. But when I launch the Southside Pod, you're going to have to stop by every once in a while. Oh, yeah. Well, and hang out with me in my duties. I'm going to be away every now and then. So exactly. It's kind of hard to do a podcast with just me. Do you know where you're going yet? Yes, I do. Can you tell me? Yes, I can. Where are you going? And you're, you're getting deployed again. You got embedded with the Marines last time in yep. Syria. With rocket launches going on around oh, you, oh, it was and, glorious! Oh, it, it, you were like you were you were running towards the explosion. I was like, in my twenty glories. <laughs> Me and my bodyguard were in our twenty glories. Yeah, I think that's funny how you get a bodyguard because you're a chaplain. They won't let him have a gun, even though the guy is like a like a really good shot and carries his own weaponry when he's on the state side. Yeah, but then he can't bring his gun no. when he's over there. But my bodyguard's got two. Bodyguard keeps one. One will fall out of a holster if something happens. If something happens, then you can return fire. I'll just watch it. That's what I want to see. I want to see. I would love to just picture you in the middle of a war zone with your with your 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 helmet that probably has like a cross on it or something like that. No, that? We, no? We, we travel slick. No, no, so you not even your no rank. People know nothing, that you're the no chaplain. name, no rank, no nothing. It'd be cool if like we just had a priest with a machine gun just just firing. So where are you going? I'm going to Djibouti, not my booty, Djibouti. Where's Djibouti? At? It's in Africa. Africa. It's, on, it's on the Horn of Africa. Okay. It's at the base of the Suez Canal. Yeah. Borders on Somalia and Ethiopia. Are we and are we are we shooting at anybody over there or no? Who knows? It's so volatile. You don't know if we're shooting at anybody. Yeah. So we might be shooting at. You people. never know. So now you're going. Is this like jungle? Is this desert? What no, is this? it's the coast. Okay. Because there's a, a naval port. There. But whenever I think of coast of Africa, I think there's a beach, there's a town, and then there's a jungle very close. Or am I? Is that so just I've seen jungle. too many James Bond movies. Yeah, n- not so much jungle here. Okay. We're, we're we're close to uh, the city. Close to city. Close so to is, city okay. on on the shore. Right. And uh, so it, with actually, the Marines again. Actually, everybody's there. The Army's got a a, a base there on Hoa, H O A. They they speak. We all speak an alphabet. Horn of okay. Africa, Hoa. So the Army's got base in Hoa. Air uh, Air Force has got a strip there. Navy and Marines are there. So are you handling all of them this time around? Uh, no, I'm just handling uh, Navy and Marines. Navy and, and Marines. maybe Air Force. Okay. Yeah, uh, Army has their own, but I don't know if they have a Catholic chaplain. You and the chaplains get together, have drinking contests when when nobody's watching. Like, what do you? Not the Baptist we, ones. We, they we... they claim not to, but they do. <laughs> oh, I, did I let that slip? Now I know when you went to Syria, you couldn't get any booze. I can here, but on a base you can get booze. Well, right? well, on this one I can. On this base you can I, get this, booze. This one I can. All right, let's... and I'll actually have a bed, a real bed. With a real mattress this and sounds, real sheets this sounds a and little, r- a real pillow. This is not as exciting as the last time you went over. We got great audio. There was a time yeah. that the there was the time that the 
the camp was under attack and the show cut out. There was the time when the bombers went over in the middle of the show and you could hear them fly over. Yeah. There was the time that your commanding officer accidentally gave away the location <laughs> of your secret you base on, that, that button. on the podcast. Yeah. There was the time when we were all of a sudden getting all kinds of downloads in Iran yeah. because they were trying to find your secret base. Yeah. So this doesn't seem like it's going to be as exciting. No, this is a cupcake place. Okay. Now let's talk drinking because okay. we're at a bar and I know you like to drink. You like and to shoot guns. I think I'm halfway through. You like to pray, shoot guns, and drink. Oh, and I got so, a new gun, too. You got a new gun? Yeah, I, got, I, I bought a new gun. What kind of gun did you get? Um, it's an IWI, the Israeli uh, weapons industry. Okay. It's their Galil Ace in 7.62 by 39. So I don't know very much about so guns. Think so think about an AK-47 brought up to the 21st century. So if you took that You're weapon. You're running around with an AK now? No, I'm running around with a Galil. You're running around with an AK-type weapon. A weapon that shoots the same. Can you holster bullet. this underneath your robes while you're no, in Sunday it's mass? It's, it's too big. It's bigger. Yeah. Oh my God. But it does have a collapsible <laughs> stock, so so I'm ready. And I was able to find some ammunition for it. And you got ammo for it. Yeah, I got some ammo. Oh, for it. it's good. To, it's good that you're prepared. I don't know how you're going to use that here on the South Side of Chicago, but it, it's good. Well, that you you're never prepared. know. You never know. You never know. All right. You just All right. never know. You wanted to have Manhattan's. I don't know very much about Manhattan, so They're take tasty. me through. Take me through the creation of a Manhattan here. Oh, okay. Uh, because I noticed some people insist that it's got to be like a Canadian whiskey, a rye whiskey. I didn't have that, so we're using a bourbon. We have Buffalo Trace Kentucky bourbon, but it, you told me it still turned out pretty good. It turned out really good. Yeah, technically, you know, the way the classic Manhattan is made is with rye whiskey. So it's two shots of rye, put a shot of vermouth, either dry or sweet, right? Um, and a splash of uh, bitters, yeah. e- either the, the regular or there's an orange bitter. Okay. You, could, you could do either. And put and a cherry, cherry in it, maybe a little cherry juice if right. you like a little more sweet. And it seems to me like all you're doing is trying to cover up the liquor because you can't handle it straight. Oh, it's just blending it. It's just making really? it mellow. Are you blending That's it all. or are you just trying to make it easier for you to drink? Yeah, I remember you've I been know. down here before and just had scotch. And now all of a sudden you're like, oh, give me something where I mix it with this and put a cherry into it. I'm, well, I'm, well, now, like, you're, you used to go to war zones. Now it's like, oh, I'm going to go to this base in Djibouti where they got a bar you yeah. know, I mean, the only thing, cool, only about drinks your, a day. The only thing cool about you now is that you're walking around with a machine gun. Well, the, the thing that may happen is, you know, we got all those ships out there. Right. I, may, I might have to get flown out there to those ships. That would be cool. Take mm. me take me into, because you were telling me this, so I want you to tell people yeah. about this. When you're deployed as a chaplain. Yes. You leave the South Side. Yes. You go and you get deployed. And by the way. I think Southside Pie is going to have to check in with you from time to time to find out what's going on in Djibouti. Oh, that's cool. And hopefully when you go on a ship, because I hear, I remember you telling me that you wanted to be deployed on a ship. This was something you were looking forward to doing eventually with the Navy. But if you have to change ships in the fleet, yes, they put you in a basket and they send you across the ocean waters to the other ship. Depending on how close the ship is, mainly that they, they are spread apart. So if a ship is attacked, you're not going to get a twofer. Right. You know, it's one. So you would take the holy helo from one ship to the other. I know, but you were telling me that there's... A, Sometimes they're close, they're close and they don't have a helo. And then you go in the bosun seat over. And you just swing across the ocean. Yeah, they, they, they got like a, a seat. And Africa's full of great whites along the coast. Yeah, I'd be. I mean, you'll be going over to see. You'll be looking down. You'll be like, "Holy cow!" I mean, these things might grab air and try to pick you off like a dolphin shell. I hope not. With lots of teeth. I hope not. Well, I don't have much of a butt, you know, so they won't have (laughs) a whole lot to grab onto. You know, I got got one of those sidewalk butts, you know, flat with a crack. 
Right. And uh, so there's not much for them to grab onto. Right. All right. Well, well, we, we're having Manhattans down here. You you gave me your simple Manhattan yeah. recipe. I think you're just watering down your drinks. But the, the new machine gun's exciting to me. You like that? Yeah, that's that's exciting. Anytime it's you tell me that you've got a gun. Just... You said it was like an AK-47. Can't yeah. they go automatic? No. It's a semi-automatic. Okay. Well, now you're even less cool to me. Well, you know, I can't have a machine gun. So. Why? Well, I'm just saying, I, every time I try to build you up, you bring yourself back down. Well, you know, I... I don't know if they make a binary trigger for it. I, if they do, I might slap a binary trigger. Right, well, be, before you go, uh, I want to add a segment to this show. On binary triggers? No. no. I want to add a segment to this show where it's a, I want to do a confession with Father Paul. Okay? I, I'm going to tell you something. We can't. I'm going to tell you something that terrible that I did. And I, want you, and I want you to tell me if it's okay. How about that? You, I won't. I won't do an actual confession. We'll do a hypothetical. Hypothetical. Well, I just want you to tell me whether or not what I did was right or wrong. Okay. Do you really want to put that out in the public? That's what I want to do. You tell me if what I did was right or wrong. So the other night, uh, I'm walking around the house. This actually starts earlier in the day. It's about okay. noon. It's Super Bowl Sunday, and I tell my kid, "Hey, I need you to throw out the garbage that's behind the bar. It's getting full." And I want to use the bar today because I'm watching the Super Bowl and I'm eating chili and hot wings all day long. Hoorah. Exactly. And I need to make sure that that I have room in the garbage. Nothing. Hour later. Hey, man. Come on. Take out the garbage. I got it, Dad. I got it. Remember to put a bag in the thing. I got it. Nothing. Now I'm aggravated with him. I'm like, are you going to take out the garbage? And he finally goes, yeah, yeah, I got it. I got it. I see him take the garbage out. I'm like, don't forget the bag. Now I've moved upstairs. I'm watching a movie. The Super Bowl's over. And I'm looking at him before he goes to bed. And I'm like, you put a bag in that garbage can down there? Because I never even got to use the damn thing. Yeah, because you were upstairs and watching. I'm, but I, get, I keep getting distracted watching the Super Bowl, so he's getting away with it. Uh... And he's like, yeah, yeah, he put a bag down there. So I come down here. It's midnight. I'm turning off the bar lights. And there's a garbage can with no bag in it. ruh So I take the garbage can. I take a bag. And I take it and I put it in his bed <laughs> okay. at midnight. Okay. And I leave it in there. Yeah. About 10 minutes later, the kid comes walking out, rubbing his eyes while I'm sitting on the couch, finishing up what I'm watching. And he goes, there's a garbage can in my bed. And oh, I said, brilliant I said does, Watson. The, does the garbage can have a bag in it or no? And then he just stares at me and he goes, you're right. And he goes and he gets it and he puts it, he goes and he fills the garbage bag, he goes back to bed. Putting a garbage can in your 12 year old's bed. Was that was is that a sin or am I clear? No, you were being uh, a good parent who was disciplining him. See, my dad would have bounced here. the garbage can off my head, <laughs> and it would have been a metal one at that time, right, and right. he wouldn't have cared. Right? No, he wouldn't have cared. He wouldn't have cared. There would have been all. a dent in the garbage can, and I would have got punished for putting a dent in the garbage can because he bounced it off my head. You know, I get muscle aches all the time. I've gone from being able to do whatever I want to and not feeling any pain to basically getting pain for any kind of physical activity. Good news, there's a local family-owned Southside business that provides a CBD topical that will not break the bank. Creaky Bone Balm offers concentrated relief for creaky bones. It is an effective hemp-based CBD in a rejuvenating balm. And guess what? It's made in small batches, always free of preservatives, and all natural ingredients. It's great for muscle aches, tension, inflammation, joint pain. You can even use it for skin ailments like burns and dry cracked skin. Right now, go to creakybone.com and use the promo code BASEMENT 
get 20% off your order. Whether it's physical activity or off-season stress, Creaky Bone's going to help you out. Use that promo code BASEMENT, 20% off your order, right now at creakybone.com. Before we get out of here, can, I, can, can Southside Pod get a, a blessing? Just a quick one? like that? Absolutely. Because I want it to be successful, and I want to make a lot of money. All right. So that's what I want. Here we go. All right, here we go. Benedict ad vos omnipotens Deus. Patri et filiate spiritus sante et descendat super vos et maniat semper. Amen. 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 I don't even know what you did. I said, may the blessing of Almighty God, the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit descend upon you and remain with you forever. Amen. Once again, it was cooler when you just said it in Latin. You should have just said, I'm not telling you, but now you're telling me. You take all the mystique away. Well, erase that then. You'll be a lot cooler with a machine gun. Oh, okay. <laughs> Another show is wrapped up. Another show's in the books. Another show is wrapped up. And then by the looks, it's going to be a good one. And we'll see you next week. And the dude is basement. And the dude is basement. Another show is wrapped up. Another show is wrapped up. Another show is wrapped up. And it's in the books. Another show is wrapped up. Another show is wrapped up. And by the looks, it's gonna be a good one. Nude is basement. Broadcast basement. The Nudist Basement The Broad Basement Slancha That was like Dropkick Murphys or something, right? <laughs> I felt like it. <laughs> <laughs>